This is Jim Weber, and welcome back to James and the Giant QB. I am joined, as always, by former Kentucky quarterback and Super Bowl champion Jared Lorenzen. Jared, it was supposed to be just a calm college football Saturday with no games between top 25 teams. Instead, four top 10 teams lose and seven top 25 teams lose. What was your reaction to the chaos of Friday night and Saturday? Welcome to 18, 19, and 20-year-olds that say there's, there's nothing to do. I mean, that was uh, an insane Saturday where you would think, oh, there won't be money shuffling, but then you knew something was up Friday night when number two and number eight go down. Yeah. And you just said something, something's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I wanted to go through each one of these top ten upsets. First was Clemson versus Syracuse, and this was probably the most surprising one because Clemson has looked so good all season long. They've looked almost as good as Alabama. Now, granted, Kelly Bryant went out of the game with a concussion, so you know there's a little bit of an asterisk by this loss, but I wanted to point out, we, we mentioned Dabo Swinney's time management at the end of games last year, and this year, with a couple minutes left in the game, he gives a freshman punter a fake option and of course the punter reads it wrong and throws it into traffic and they don't get the ball back I don't know what you think about these punter option plays where they can fake it if they see something they like but I hate them because I feel like every time it happens they read the defense wrong and they end up screwing it up I don't I don't know what I don't know why I don't know why you're giving the punter to do an option even in the NFL yeah they do it there too he's not used to He's thinking, oh, I'm running a fake. I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is my what time to shine. Yeah, and, and if you look at it, yeah, he throws it into quadruple coverage. <laughs> but it's like, you called the fake. Like, yeah, right. You don't give that guy the option. You tell him when they're sitting there, punt the ball. Yeah. Even if you have plugged up, punt the ball. I screwed up, punt the ball. Yeah. And that's completely on Dabo. I hate that he went over and just screamed at him afterwards. It's like, bro, you gave me the option, <laughs> yeah. and I get a chance to be the big guy. Yeah, I'm taking it every time. Yeah, now I will say Dabo, after the game, said he took the blame for that one. So, But it was funny seeing him berate the punter on the sideline. And it was like, dude, that was, yeah. that was the dumbest thing you could possibly do, is give him any opportunity to try and be the hero of the game. Exactly. I mean, that's... that's it's too late at that point for me. Um, I mean, I guess if you're the punter, I guess it feels a little bit better that he said, my bad, but no, you, you've already yelled and screamed at me and made me look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely better to take the, the blame on national TV on the sideline than after the game when no one's really paying attention. Um, yeah, I mean, even just talk to him. Don't parade him the way you did. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Washington State versus Cal. Now, this was shocking because Washington State scored all of three points in the Mike Leach offense. And I will say this, Justin Wilcox, Cal's coach, is Washington's former defensive coordinator. So he's prepared for the air raid offense plenty of times. But I don't know, it it seems like this happens once a year with the Mike Leach offense where they score 40 or 50 points a game, and then there's one game where they just completely lay an egg. I don't know if you have been around. It is. It's part of the offense. Um, sometimes it just doesn't 
cut the way you want. I mean, at my my freshman year, we were averaging, you know, about 35 points a game. We go to LSU and we don't score. You know, if your receivers are having a bad day or your quarterback's off just a little bit, that error rate goes to hell real quick. Yeah. And it sucks for him on, you know, national television on a Friday night that it happened. But it just – it does, and it normally happens on the road. And when it's not going, you're not going to lose 14-7. Yeah. It's going to be a disaster because your defense is, I mean, used to giving up some points. And now the time of possession is next to nothing. Yeah. You know, they're, they're giving up, you know, they're, they're a minute, minute and a half, if that, because you're throwing the ball. It's the unfortunate part of the air raid. Yeah, it happens, but it happens. Yeah, it is funny. Like you said, when they go three and out in the air raid, the offense is on the field for about 30 seconds and you keep throwing the defense back out there over and over again. And it's just a nightmare. Um, I guess it is. And it's not fair to the defense. And it just makes it, if it continues, which I don't think it will. I mean, I think they're still a, still a very good team. But if it continues, that's where you can see a divide. Yeah. One of the defense is like, okay, we've had enough of this crap. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next game, LSU down 20 in the first half. It looked like Ed Orgeron is going to get run out of Baton Rouge. Uh, then they come back oh, from oh, 20 down. Not so fast, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought there was a great tweet from PFG Commenter. He said, only explanation for this is Ed Orgeron fired himself at halftime and named himself interim head coach. I was, you know what? I didn't see the tweet, but I swear that's what I was just thinking. Like, yeah, I guess they thought Les Miles coached that first half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they said, "Hey, Coach O, can you take over?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah I got that." Yeah. And somehow, Coach O pulls out another freaking win. And now you can, I'm, I'm willing. To bet my house, my kids' house, and everything else that they lose their next game. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Back on the hot seat. Yeah, I was just going to say that. He's the modern day. He's, he's Tom Coffee. <laughs> yeah, every without time, the Super Bowls. Without the Super Bowls, but every time you think he's going to get fired, he's like, "Hold on." <laughs> yeah, let me pull this out of nowhere. Let me shut you up. Are we good now? Okay, now I can lose. Right. Yeah, right. And uh, they play at Ole Miss, which is a game they should win. So I totally expect them to lose by 10 you points. You know what, though? Ole Miss put up a ton of points. First yeah, I know. I know. I think a halfway point, a halfway deed is anything. Yeah. So it'll definitely be interesting to see where it goes from here. Do you think, though, uh, that this could be a galvanizing point for LSU, that they say that we beat Florida, we beat Auburn, Let's turn this season around. Like, I, I don't know. I'm hoping. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Are point. you trying to read LSU? <laughs> yeah. I know. That's a big mistake. Yeah. I mean, if you can read them, buddy, start putting money down on games because <laughs> then you'll know them all. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I would love to say galvanizing them coming together. They're going to be great. I doubt it. I don't, I don't have any idea. I mean, like I said, I'll bet the house to lose our next game just because it, they're supposed to win it. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on to the last top ten upset, Washington. You know, everyone was talking about Washington and Washington State were going to meet in the Apple Cup undefeated. This will be uh, one of the greatest Apple Cups of all time. 
Instead, they lose 13-7. to I don't know how much you got to see because this was late, late Pac-12 after dark action. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i not going to lie. I haven't even seen a highlight of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because we had a long day yesterday. And uh, we, we were traveling all over doing some softball. So I, I got up and saw the score and said, you have got to be kidding me. I mean, I just – I don't know what happens. I mean, I, I get it. I guess that they think, hey, we should win this one. It'll be an easy cakewalk game. Um, but to, to go and only, only put up. What would you say, seven points? I mean, just just a bad, bad game. Yeah. I I do, you know, I understand, like you said, these are 18, 19-year-old kids. But it seems to me, like, from an outsider's perspective, you say you only got 12 games a year. How do you just completely pull a no-show uh, with See, so much on the line? You don't think of it like that. Yeah. It, you don't think, oh, I got 12. No, you think of, man, we should crush this team. We'll be back about, you know, X amount of time. We can go, we can get out, we can do this, we can do that. You know, you're not thinking, well, this is only one of 12. You're thinking, <laughs> yeah. what can I do after the game, after <laughs> we crush this team? How good are we going to look? You know, that that's what you're worried about. Yeah, got it. All right, well, I wanted to point out uh, a couple things. One, how funny is it that a month after we had Ohio State getting pummeled by Oklahoma, like we said. I told you. Yeah, like we said, they've run off a couple impressive wins, and now they control their own destiny to be in the playoff. How ill does that make you? This is sick. It's stupid. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable how they do it every single year. They go lose, they get count out. Somehow, someway, Penn State's going to freaking Clemson, and then all of a sudden, there they are. I mean, they're just... Oh, it's frustrating as hell. Um, I don't know how they're doing it. I don't think they're even as good as they were the past couple of years. But I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty painful to watch. Uh, all right, I want to get into the Q and A portion of the show from fans. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. We got we got two more. I got to run by. Oh, okay. Are you okay? Are you are you okay? I know you guys won. Oh gosh. But, all right. Yeah, it's uh, it's really rough times right now in Ann Arbor, and people are really uh, pumping up the noise level on Jim Harbaugh. And I, I gotta say, I mean, as much as I love him, I think he's a great coach. There's really no excuse for how poor we are on offense and the defense see, every day. Did you see the stat? I think it was last week. Who was our old coach? Coach um, Brady Hoke. Oh, he looked like yeah, Hoke. <laughs> To where it was, they have the same identical, yeah. um, but he's got two wins against the, <laughs> yeah. I think he had already beat Ohio State or something like that. Yeah, it's, uh, now Brady Hoke got his one win against Luke Fickle when he was the interim head coach, so there's a little bit of an asterisk hey. by that one, but. Oh, it's a win though. Yeah, it is a, it is a win, and the way that we lost to Ohio State last year, well, the game was totally in control and we totally blew it, that was frustrating. I don't know, I mean. I think we're just going to have to play through it, and every Michigan fan I know is just praying uh, that we just are, have a salvageable performance against Penn State at night because we definitely could get our doors blown off, and that would be – Where's that at? It's, yeah, at Penn State at night on Saturday. So that oh, could be wow. Rough. Yeah. What was the second one you were going to mention? Uh, the second one was our, our man who – Sold his soul to the devil. <laughs> yeah, Butch Jones. They've now gone 10 quarters without a touchdown. And I don't know. 
it it can't get any worse. See what? Well, I can almost guarantee you, Throwboy Teeth is going to have up next week. Yeah, keep Butch Jones T-shirts. Shirt. <laughs> keep Butch Jones. Yeah, that's got to happen. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee has not been like this in years. Yeah. And it's a game because I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Football is better when Tennessee's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? When Georgia's good, I mean, all, when the good skill, schools are good, it's a lot of fun. But, man, they are just – they're bad. Yeah. Now, I thought, it, I thought it was funny what you said, and this is the going into the Keep Butch Jones t-shirt theme, is that you actually – you cheer against them only to a certain point. When they get really bad, then you want them to win because you're worried they're going to fire their coach. And you want that mediocrity yeah, exactly. to stay there. Well, it's Coach O. Yeah, exactly. Coach O is the perfect arrival head coach. Yeah, hey, let's keep them right there. (laughs) We know. Hopefully they don't get up versus us. But, hey, we're good. You know, we'll be right here. Yeah. Sorry, you can go on now. But I I, I wasn't sure about the old soul stuff to the double guys. Yeah, well, actually, one of the questions is about Butch Jones. And the question was, I think everyone assumes he's going to be fired within the next 24 hours. But would you fire Butch Jones this week, knowing that you're playing at Alabama next week? That just seems cruel to put an interim head coach in that position. Yeah, but it, what's the point? Is that, I mean, it, it's cruel right now. Yeah, what's what, what out there? Yeah, I mean, Sam is not going to give up a point to that offense. <laughs> yeah. So what's it matter if Butch is there or not? I mean, yeah, they it, don't stand. A, I know it's supposed to be a. a it's supposed to be a rival game, yeah. but there is, there is no way in hell that it, if you're going to get rid of them next week, might as well get rid of them this week. Yeah, well, like you said, they haven't scored a touchdown in 10 quarters. Scoring a, a touchdown against Alabama would require a miracle, so we'll see oh, how that Oh, yeah, goes. after what Bama's been doing lately, yeah, you know, they don't, they just score up. When, they, when Bama shows up, puts the clock at about 42 to 3. But in the fourth quarter, you're good. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. about where it's going to be. I mean, you know what? Maybe 37. But, like, it's going to be right there. Yeah. All right, next question is, so Utah had a chance to win at USC oh. and went for two. Now, I know fans love it because it's exciting, but as a player, do you like the aggressive go-for-two mentality or do you play the percentages and go to overtime? Um, On the road, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I, if I'm at home, I'm going to play the – I'm going to uh, play the percentages and get into the playoff or get into the overtime. Yeah. On the road, you know what? They, I guarantee you they spoke about it before. This is what we're doing. The guys probably were like, hell yeah, this is what we're doing. And um, just a shame it didn't work out. I, I was – that's a game normally USC would lose. Yeah. So maybe, that, maybe they're making the turn. Sam played okay. I mean, I didn't think he played great. Um, but he played better, so maybe they're making the turn. Yeah, I I was questioning at the time because I just hate when you tie up the game or about to tie up the game, you've got all the momentum, and then all of a sudden you've lost the game. But I do think that's a good point that it's a different mentality on the road than it is at home. Um, so it's just unfortunate because I think everyone wanted Utah to, to pull that out because they had the guts to go for two, but unfortunately it didn't work out. Exactly, exactly. All right, next question for you is, do you enjoy Louisville losing games like this more 
or Kentucky beating teams like Florida? Which would you rather have? Because losing to Boston College, this has become a weekly shit show at this point. I, um, you bring up the Florida game, I would rather us beat Florida. Okay. Um, I would rather us win games okay. because that way it puts us in the bowl games and they can't fail work. Yeah. Um, what's actually really funny is if you go to um, Patrick Tolles, his uh, Twitter. Now, I know, I've known Patrick since he was a freshman in high school. So it was uh, ways to beat Louisville. Have me show up, play for your team, and then leave. You will win. Because <laughs> two years ago, he was with Kentucky, and we won. Last year, he was with Boston College. He leaves. They win. So I was like, you know what? That's pretty clever. I'll give you a little credit for that. Yeah, I think there's got to be a T-shirt coming from losing to Boston College. Do you have something in the cooker for Throwboy uh, Tees? Well, you know, you know they've, had it, they've had it so rough lately. I would hate to just pile on. But, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, at least they have basketball to look forward to. So oh, good. nice. Okay, uh, another question for you is, what do you think about Lamar Jackson? Do you think he should go pro knowing that he's a project at quarterback? But you come back and you're like, what, what are we doing here at Louisville? And obviously there's a the potential to get hurt. So I think it's a real tough place to be because I think people are starting to question him as a pro prospect. But coming back, I don't know how much you're going to increase your stock. Well, and that's where I think he is dropping so fast right now. Because the only thing he can do is run. Yeah. You cannot run in the NFL. Yeah. You just can't. I mean, we, we've talked about it before. Hey, RG3, how, how long did that last? That lasted a year. I mean, that yeah. just – you can't do it. And he, I don't think he's enough of a pocket passer to, to, to make it in the NFL. And I, I, I feel awful. I don't like that for him. But – um. I don't know what you do. I mean, I hopefully they go on a little mini streak at the end of the year and only, you know only lose to us, and he <laughs> can go pro. Yeah, well, you, um, you, you raise a good point that if he went pro right now, where his stock is, he would probably be drafted in like the fifth or sixth round, and someone would just draft him trying to get a wide receiver out of it. So I don't think he even has really the option. I guess. I think right now, yeah, that's what he's looking at. I mean, he needs to. <laughs> if they're going to say the season is shot, which getting into anything, now they, they'll still make a bowl and all that, but to to know they can't go for the conference title and they're not ranked anymore, if you're Petrino and you're this offensive guru, you should be able to find a way to have him throw for 300 yards. Yeah. You know, use crossers, use whatever you've got to use, but show the NFL scouts, hey, look, this kid, he's done so much for Louisville. This kid can, he deserves the shot. So yeah. Petrina's got to put him in that spot of saying, look, the kid can throw. We just use him to run because it's the best for our offense. But, hey, look, he's in the pocket. He's throwing for 300 yards. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what I would do. All right, last question for you is, what did you think about Oklahoma planting the flag at the Cotton Bowl after beating Texas? Are you for Flag planting is a continued trend, or have we gotten to the point where it's played out at this juncture? It was played out after after uh, they did it the first time. <laughs> yeah, it's gotten real I old. I thought it was great. So is he going to apologize this time? Yeah, exactly. It's 
it's very confusing and exhausting at this point to continue with the flag. Yeah, planting. I don't, I'm not a fan of it anymore. I thought it was genuine the first time. Yeah. Because he really truly was like excited. And I, now it makes me think it was planned out. I mean, I just, I'm done with it. And look, half these places are turf. It's not going to stick anyway. So, <laughs> You're right. You know, think of something else. Yeah. Okay, and now for story time with Jared Lorenzen. The question this week is, what is the hardest you've ever been hit in college or the pros? Oh, two. Two times. Once I was, um, early on in my, I can't remember, it was my freshman year. I think we were playing South Florida. And we were backed up on about the 10. I did a play-action pass where I actually had to turn my back to the defense. And it was like a slow one where you fake it and you kind of walk out of it yeah. and turn and throw a seat. Well, I turned and walked out of it. And when I turned back around, there was a safety within about a foot and a half of me. And I was like, oh, no. And he hit me under my chin. And at the point, I wasn't wearing a mouthpiece. Oof. So I remember just biting up and going, oh, God. And then falling back and my chin kind of kind of busted up a little bit but I remember the back of my head hitting the ground and going oh I, that's when they say you just got dinged a little bit <laughs> yeah right <laughs> I got dinged a lot at that time and, yeah uh, that was my first welcome to the welcome to the FC or welcome to college football mm-hmm. and then uh, my second time we were at Arkansas and it was, oh, uh, God, third and probably 35. I remember it just being third and forever. And um, we were on a quarterback draw. And he's like, just get some, get some yards and get down. All right. You know, when we were about at the 15 or something, he said, hey, get out to the 25, 30. We're, I mean, we, we get out there, dude, that's great. So I run a draw, and I'm running, and I get about 15 yards, and I'm, there's nobody there. Well, if you know anything about SEC defenses, you blink, and all of a sudden they're there again. Yeah. And uh, there's Tony Bua, who's number 22, played safety for him. Couldn't have been 5'8". All of a sudden now is within three yards of me. Well, I'm pissed because I'm not playing great. So I'm like, you know, this, I'm trucking this little dude. <laughs> and he, the best way I can describe, describe it is, did you ever play Mike Tyson's punch out? <laughs> yes. And you hit the star. Yeah. And, and he got lower than just smashed you. Yeah. That was it. He got lower than me, and he hit his, his helmet directly on my chin and busted it like I've never been busted before. Yeah. I mean, instantaneous blood everywhere. Oh, gosh. And I'm just, I'm running off the field, holding my chin. My coach looks at me and like me and just shaking his head like, dude, I told you to get down. Yeah. And I wasn't having it. I was pissed. And I had to get, uh, I ended up missing a period because I had to get a stitch right there on the sideline. Yeah. I mean, it was nasty. Yeah. Well, it's and funny. Then, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh. Uh, no, no, go ahead. I was just going to say it's funny how you said that 
those are the plays that we used to just say, oh, you got dinged a little bit. And now those are penalties. You can't hit a quarterback up under the chin like that. But it's amazing how much the game has changed in only 15 years. Yeah, well, I had one other one where, not that I got hit hard, but I've never felt more helpless. We were playing Tennessee, and uh, Albert Hainsworth came from behind me. (laughs) And I was like, look, man, I'm a big dude. Yeah. And... I've never, he's uh, six eight, and he comes from behind, and if you're a wrestling guy, he goes to suplex me. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he picks me up and slams me so hard on the ground that my helmet exploded. The, oh, pads, the pads exploded out, the buttons undid off my helmet, and I was just laying on the ground going, Oh, my God. That just happened. Yeah, I would have nightmares for the rest of my life if I got hit like that by Albert Hainsworth. No, I just, I've never been manhandled like that before. It really <laughs> hurt. Yeah. As much as it was like, oh, my God, I was, I was his bitch. Like, I, <laughs> there was nothing I could do. Yeah. 